Hello everybody, this is Sasha from Sexpert Talks. And today we are interviewing Maria Ryder, who is as a desire-driven coach for women. Uh, she is also the founder of inspiredbydesire.love. And today we are going to have an amazing conversation about self-love, self-care, and self-pleasure. Welcome. Thank you, Sasha. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, thank you so much for being here. So, oh, oh my God, self-care has become such a topic recently. Everybody speaks about self-care. And people kind of consider that self-care, it's like wearing a face mask and taking a bath. And I'm sure that it is self-care. But... I'm also sure that we can go deeper in that in that area. How would you define these terms? Well, I do think that you're right. Self-care takes a lot of different forms and it looks different for each person. I think part of the trap we get in is having this sort of laundry list of like, oh, but I took the bath and I drank the glass of wine and I did my facial and I took a nap and I still feel like a nut, you know, <laughs> right? Like, did it actually have the effect that you were hoping for? Um, so one of the things I love to do is to ask women to add a little bit of more presence, more mindfulness to what they're doing and to ask themselves those questions. Does, is it giving me what I want, what I'm looking for, the reason that I'm doing this act of self care? Um, and then adding in some self love, like doing it with that sense of this is for me because I love me, because I'm worthy of this time, because I want to take care of me. Um, and then the other piece of the puzzle is bringing that love and care and presence into the things that you do every day. It doesn't have to be a carved out time of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, get an hour and a half massage, or I'm going to get to take a bath on Friday night, you know, towards the end of the week. But when you are doing your everyday acts of routine or of like, you know, whether that's brushing your teeth or washing your face or putting the lotion on or taking a shower, that's my favorite time, you know, bringing the mindfulness, bringing the presence into it and bringing in all five senses. So how can I do this everyday thing with, through the lens of making it feel good to my touch? Does it smell good? How does it, how do my, what are my eyes seeing? Can I make this space where I do this a beautiful space for me? Um, is there anything to taste? You know, it depends on what is happening, but uh, it works super well in the shower where you're not going to be interrupted mostly, unless you have little ones, but put on some music that makes you want to move, that gives you a fun experience, whether that's, you know, just something soothing and calming and relaxing and you tune into the water falling or whether that's um the sorry um oh the shower stuff we were just interrupted by a dance 
which is so lovely. It's, it's the best example of what we're speaking about. How, how better to model these self-love practices and self-care practices that with a damp spray? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I apologize, and I don't. Um, so my phone is set up to go off. An alarm goes off every hour on the hour. It's connected to a Spotify playlist. That's my dancing songs. And there's a wide variety. Some of them are slow and sensual. Some of them are like, get up and rock it. Um, and I commit to at least four dance breaks a day and at least one song for each one, but sometimes they overflow. And so it's so good for my body, brings me back out of my head and into my body. And it's this tiny little thing that just fits in. You know, um, when there's meetings and things, I usually turn it off, but today I missed this one, so. I love it. It's such a beautiful uh, example. It's real, real life example, and I'm totally going to take that uh, as, as an inspiration and to start uh, start doing that because what a beautiful way to just come back into your body than dancing. Yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun, and it does. It sort of like goes off, and you're like, oh, stop what you're doing. Go get up and dance for a minute. You know, one song. You can do one song, right? That's beautiful. Yeah, it's super I love fun. It. Yeah, I love it too. It's been a lot of fun. About ways of implementing self-care, and then we be, we have this beautiful real-life example. So it's not just like in your mind, like, oh yes, one day find the time to go and take a shower with yeah. music. One day find the time to take a glass of wine. But it's like real, mm -hmm. uh, grounded, down-to-earth, yeah. easy little steps that you can take. Mm -hmm. exactly. But I want to ask you something. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Because so many people speak about self-care now. I love that you are making it more um, achievable. But why should we be doing that? What is the shift that we should expect as we mm -hmm. do these small practices? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I think if I had to distill it down into this, you know, little pieces, um, what happens for me and what I've seen in so many people is that we give and we give and we give and we give, right? And we give without the refilling, you know? So we sometimes feel depleted or we feel um, empty or we feel tired or we're like, oh, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and some of that comes from not refilling or not, you know, keeping our own sense of um, having our energy, having our space, having what we need to show up in this beautiful way. And what I love is for when we, we get to a place where the, it's like from an overflowing right? You're, you filled your cup so much that it's overflowed. And now what co goes out into the world has no strings attached, has no like, okay, I'm giving this because I'm hoping that I'm going to get something in return. You know, there's nothing, it's not a commodity. It's not an exchange. It's a just, it's a beautiful giving. And that quality, when you give from that place, it's completely different. It's different for the person receiving it, but it's also different for you. So I love to, you know, encourage and invite women to do this work for themselves because I want you to know that you are worthy of it in and of yourself. That is reason enough. It doesn't have to be for someone else. And 
there's no way that it won't affect the people around you, that it won't improve everything, all of your relationships, and they will, they will gain so much more from it. If um, it's truly, it's truly from this authentic place. And so starting with self-care, adding in some self-love, adding in some pleasure and bringing in your five senses reality, you can do it in these tiny little steps and you can make it a part of your regular life that, you know, you come to, you, you move in the world in a different way. You move with this sense of light, this sense of radiance, this sense of overflowing, abundant, like love and energy to give. And it's just, it shifts everything. Like your whole perspective starts to shift. So that's the why that I am most familiar with. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much because it's so common to actually start feeling like we should do these practices once we run out of fuel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. once you want to punch everybody in the nose, you better go and take a glass of wine. <laughs> because I'm going to do some self-care practices. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah, and I think that that is an issue. We wait for the last minute. We wait until we are actually out of fuel to start filling back the, the cup. And that feels still draining. And no wonder yeah. that people don't really go into self-care practices because it's like, yeah, it didn't work. I still wanted to punch people. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We have a tendency to wait until the cup's empty and we have a tendency to feel like there's something indulgent about it. There's something to feel guilty for. There's something that's like, oh, I should be doing X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. You know, I should be being productive. All of the shoulds, all the have tos and the needs and the shoulds, which in fact is another piece that I like to, to bring in is taking those words out of your vocabulary no more have tos, no more shoulds, no more, no, not even like need tos, but starting to see everything through the lens of choice, through the lens of want. And not that there aren't things that you feel that way, but if you start to shift your language and you start to look at them in a different light, then you will come to it with a different uh, energy and a different perspective. So I love to try and like take out the shoulds and the have tos and the, you know, um, and it's not easy, like that's challenging too, but the language is a huge piece of what, you know, feeds our mindset and our, our belief systems, so. Um, because it has become so mainstream that now people is like, oh, I should be. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be doing self-care. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm supposed to be meditating. Hurry up to meditation, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And there's a place for all of that, right? There's a place for carving out a big chunk of time. There's a place for a full ritual. There's a place for, you know, making room for all of the emotions to come up and to be processed and to be dealt with. There's a place for carving out time to ball your eyes out or to punch the pillows because you could, you can't punch the person you wanted to punch, you know? And all of that is like, you, you don't have to just wait for those times. You don't have to do nothing while you're trying to find this, you know, block of an hour. You can have it be a part of your everyday regular stuff and just, you know, adding in a little bit. It's like a sprinkle, you know, you sprinkle in some self-love while you're brushing your teeth. Maybe you're looking in the mirror and you're like, 
I love you. You're beautiful. <laughs> Instead of, oh, what's that thing over there? <laughs> you know, just the little, little tweaks, right? Little tweaks. I, um, I love, there's a local author and her book is called Scooching. And I love this concept of scooching in a direction. Just keep going, keep turning towards your goal towards your your desire and take little tiny scooching steps break it down into the smallest possible pieces and then celebrate the hell out of each one like yeah. even I, if it's just that you notice like oh i noticed that i was doing that thing where i focus on that piece okay i noticed that i did it and i want to do something different just even just woohoo i noticed <laughs> like even if you still did it you know but the baby steps, the scooching, and then the celebrating. And that reinforces it, right? It's neurologically based. It's all Pavlov in the long run. Yeah. Everything's Pavlov in the long run is what I feel like. It can all be, it's all coded in there. And so we're changing the pathways. We're making new associations in those mental pathways in, those, in the way we're wired, right? And we're choosing which ones over and over again. Just keep choosing it. Just keep choosing it, you know, and reinforce it with celebration. Reinforce it with pleasure. Reinforce it with, you know, what serves you, what really serves you. Sometimes even with chocolate, but. <laughs> How do people celebrate? Because that is, that is a term that not everybody is familiar with that's true that's celebration yeah so celebration for me just starts with those thoughts with catching or seeing the thoughts and choosing a new thought you know noticing and then choosing a new thought and sometimes celebrating turns into what we often talk about as bragging and Bragging can be done in a very narcissistic way, but it can also be done in a way of asking other people to celebrate with you, to celebrate what you've done, your accomplishment. And it is literally like, yay! <laughs> like, that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. And I think there are some aspects of our culture and um, that, and, and I, I throw out the word patriarchy in the sense that we have been taught to value competition. We have been taught to um, see everything through this mindset of, you know, if you get it, then I don't. Whereas we're all in a better place. We all rise up when we're together, when we work together, when we celebrate each other, when we see each other's accomplishments, and when we see jealousy as a compass to say, oh, that's a thing I want too, not instead of, that I can be like, I like what she's doing, I want some of what she's got, as opposed to I want to take that from her, it's just like a thing, you know, so celebration for yourself, and then celebration with other people who will, you know, um, show up for you in that way and be like, I just did something awesome and I'm so excited about it. Will you celebrate with me? And it literally is just like a clapping and a jumping up and down or whatever is authentic for you in that moment. And it takes practice. It's not something we're taught, you know, but it's a beautiful and amazing and powerful tool. That, that is something that I really want to, to point out. It's like, just the work, the mind shift that comes with it. To learn to mm -hmm. celebrate, to, to even celebrate when we feel jealousy, when we feel like, oh my God, she's yeah. doing something that I wish I was doing. Mm -hmm. But those are things that we have been hardwired to avoid. Yeah. 
Like, we feel like if we celebrate something, we are being indulgent because we haven't really gotten there. Or prideful, right? We're taught not to be prideful. Yeah, and not to be, uh, not to make others uncomfortable with our happiness. It's like we can speak openly about the things that are going wrong. bad stuff, yeah. But we try to keep it quiet when things go fine because we fear making others uncomfortable or that they might feel jealous. Um, so that, yeah. that shift, I think it's so powerful that I really want to, to point it out. They're in yeah. to celebrate every little step and they're in to feel like your jealousy is okay. It's teaching you some, something that you are craving for and that you could... Yeah aspire to and it's not about feeling guilty for feel, for feeling that oh my god i wish i had I, I had traveled the world this year like she did but, but yeah say, okay i wish I, I could travel the world like she did now what can i do to make it happen for me yes yes, yes. Of, what can i learn yeah. yeah instead of thinking oh my god i wish that she breaks a leg it's yeah. just <laughs> it's not fair how'd she get all that money why don't i have it you know <laughs> absolutely I think, I think the fundamental underlying piece is approaching each thing as a learning opportunity. What can I learn from this? What can I learn from these sensations? What can I learn from these emotions? What can I learn from this person who I want to strangle? What can I learn from this person who has what I think I want? You know, And when you start to ask that question over and over again and look for the opportunities for growth, what can I learn from my mistakes? You know? What can I learn about me from the fact that I keep focusing on this thing, right? What is that really about? What's underneath it? You know, you can go into that process of inquiry. What is it? What am I reinforcing? What was I taught that I'm now reinforcing in my system every time I look in the mirror? And would I like that to be something else? Would I like to notice my green eyes instead? Would I like to, you know, whatever. (laughs) Would it be safe to say that self-care is not so much about the things that you do, but where you do them from? About being present in your body and being present in your in your pleasure, in your sensations, yeah. even yeah. if it is just a little bit every day. Yeah, yeah. And I think the piece, the trick is that in order to infuse it with self-love and self-pleasure, being that presence. Mm-hmm. has to not have the um, the shitty thoughts, right? <laughs> so noticing if you're in self-care and you're present with it and what's happening, what are your thoughts that are happening there as opposed, you know, because they could be crappy. They could be like self-defeating. They could be things that, you know, you're focusing on that are not going to um, elevate your spirit in that sense or move you towards your goals. Um, So in order to bring in that self-love, I think that starts with noticing what's happening. And it is part of that presence. And it's another step beyond that. What is the quality of my presence? What kind of energy or what kind of thoughts or what kind of beliefs am I bringing to the table when I'm present, you know, Mm -hmm. and doing some of the, that subtle kind of mind work while you're in your body, while you're feeling this thing. And that's part of creating those new pathways, right? So you're creating a different 
response to this stimulus, whatever it is. You know, I'm shampooing my hair and I might be thinking about, oh my God, it's so gray and it's falling out, blah, 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 right? Or I could be thinking, oh, you know, my scalp feels really good. I love the fact that it's not thinning. Like, <laughs> you know, I could be thinking all these beautiful positive thoughts about, oh, I get lots of compliments, you know. Or I could just be, you know, beating myself up. So there's that extra piece of like bringing your presence and then looking at the quality of that presence. What is that really, you know? And when you're doing your lotion or any of those things, right? So I'm putting on my lotion and I'm touching my body and I could be thinking, oh, my arms are kind of flabby, <laughs> you know? Or I could be thinking like, you know, these are the arms that are so strong that they picked up my babies, that they let me carry this and they let me do that. And I want to thank them for that work you know, and I want to exercise so that they can do their job in a more, you know, efficient way and that they can continue to, to be present and serve me, you know, you can look at your belly and be like, right. <laughs> so you can be present with it, but still like being, um, starting to work on that cycle of thoughts is, uh, you know, the next piece. It's just important to mention also that it's not the same as spiritual bypassing, right? We're not, we're not speaking about saying, oh, yeah, everything is positive. But about being present sometimes even with the, with the darker shit. Uh, yes, absolutely. Being that shit with love. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God, absolutely. my hair is thinning. What can yeah. I do to take better care of my hair? Oh, my, okay, I need to uh, rub it with love or I need to get a better shampoo or I need... Yeah. Oh, or my, my nutrition, like what's underneath it, right? What's it there to teach me? Yeah. Or, or um, yeah, like, like my arms are, are I don't know, weak. I, to, <laughs> I, I can start working out. I can treat them with love. I can be gentle at them. And I can be gentle at the pain that I'm feeling. Just yeah. like with the, with the jealousy example. I think yeah. that was such an important thing to mention. Like, yeah. It's not that you say, I'm never feeling jealous. It's that I feel that jealousy, that frustration, that pain. And that is telling me something about my life. So I can look at that with compassion and with love. Yes, yes. Compassion and empathy and love and forgiveness, all of those things, which um, is, is it's an interesting piece because we tend to be able to do it for other people more than we can do it for ourselves, right? Yeah. I'm not going to look at someone else's arms. I mean, most of the time I don't look at other people's arms and be like, oh, they're so flabby and gross, right? But I'll do that to myself, you know? <laughs> like in the drop of a hat. So this is part of where the program that I recently like sort of fleshed out is this idea of what we already know about how we relate to other people and specifically um, to romantic relationships, what they look like and what the different stages are of a romantic relationship or and a healthy one. And then how can you treat yourself that way? So the first part is that is how do you fall in love with yourself? What does it mean to be falling in love with me, right? That's like radical, okay? <laughs> and you have a framework, you have a concept of what that means and what does it feel like when you're in love? How do you treat someone when you're in love with them? What are your thoughts about them? You know, do you, are you full of forgiveness and like, oh, they can do no wrong? Of course, right? But we don't treat ourselves that way. And then the next piece is like, okay, uh, how committed am I? Am I gonna stay in this relationship? well, what are the red flags? What's the baggage? You know, what am I getting myself into? 
And you can do the same thing for yourself. You can say like, okay, what do I think of as my baggage? What are the things that I try and hide that I hide from myself? And how do we unpack that? And are you ready to be in a committed relationship with you? Are you ready? Are you going to date yourself? You know, (laughs) and then it keeps going from there. All the regular things that come up and the way that we approach them and we unpack them. And so that's the work that we do in one-on-one coaching in that desire-based coaching um, is looking at what's the obstacles. What are you perceiving as obstacles between what you have and what you want? And we take those obstacles and we unpack them and we look at them and we keep what serves us and we integrate it into our being and we look at, you know, how it came to be, why it was there, how it made sense and how does it continue to serve us? Does it need to be shifted? Does it need to be let go of? Right. And then you get deeper and deeper into this more healthy, thriving, beautiful relationship with you, which as we talked about earlier, then eventually, you know, then that blossoms out into everything, everything you do, all of your aspects of your life and all of your relationships, because it comes from this very authentic place of abundance of this self-love that you are taking care of you. It's gorgeous. I love that. I love that. I, I would say that maybe that's my favorite part, falling in love with yourself, starting an, a, a love affair, starting a relationship yes. with your own self. That yes. is what real self-care and self-love should be based on. So, I, well, not should. We are removing the word should. That is what it is about. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the most depth, the most transformation, I think, comes from approaching this version of authentic self-love, you know, and what it really looks like, not just like a thing that you tried out and you're like, oh, yeah, I love myself, but the depth of that, you know, or I'm supposed to love myself or I should love myself or that's the buzzword, you know, or yes, I'm doing self-care, you know, what's, what's really the authentic reality that's happening internally Um, and when that shifts and when you're in this, like, you know, yeah, it's just magic. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that so much. I think that is such a beautiful takeaway from this conversation that, that connection to falling in love with yourself, because that is, that is something we do with other people, with our kids, with our, uh, beloved ones with our with our everybody right we have those rose-colored glasses that we're willing to put on with others but like yeah turn it inside baby (laughs) and I think it does it's this framework that like then you can keep doing that over and over again every time you catch yourself or you see that you're like oh I'm so loving and forgiving and love to like you know give this to someone else am I giving it to me Each and everything. Am I giving it to me? Every time a desire comes up, anything you want, like I want somebody else to do X, Y, and Z, or I want to be treated X, Y, and Z. Am I treating myself that way? Do I give myself that way? Because here's the other piece of it is that you can't, like, I, I, I have this like concept, this idea that, you know, it's almost like somebody can give you something, but if you don't know how to receive it, if you, if it's like foreign to your system, then it won't even come in. You won't even know it's there. So you might have an 
you know, a beautiful, amazing, loving partner, and you're not actually like able to receive their love. You're not able to bring it in. And so this happens a lot for people because of trauma, because of childhood conditioning, because they have a lot of self-limiting beliefs around what they're worthy of, all kinds of things. And so when we're loving ourselves, we're teaching our system how to receive that. We're finding, we're making space. It's kind of like, um, I have this image in my mind of like someone brings me a vase, right? This beautiful gift in this vase and I love it and it's gorgeous. And I'm walking around my house, holding the vase, trying to figure out where to put it. Like, and all the shelves are full and all the surfaces are covered. I can't keep it until I find a place to put it, until I know how to receive it and there's a spot for it. So when we do the work for ourselves, when we love ourselves, we're making the spot for receiving it. And then it's both giving from abundance, but it's also just teaching your body how to receive that, what you're, used, what you're worthy of and what you can take in, right? And so then that just expands and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it expands. It, it, it yeah. also sets the, sets the bar high, right? Like it, it starts with yourself, but also when you're loving yourself, you cannot let others mistreat you because you already know what love feels like. Yes, yes. And, and, that and what it really feels like, right? Not like the sort of candy shop version, but like what, what does authentic love feel like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? Giving <laughs> it to yourself. And that, that way, nobody can treat you less than that. And that comes yes. from all aspects, relationships and sexuality. And, and it just starts... Um, overflowing like you mentioned this this uh, this example like a, a cup that is overflowing mm -hmm. exactly and it's everything right you're gonna show up at work differently you're going to you know you're not gonna allow for that for disrespect or for and part of that is you know when you have authentic self-love you know what you're worthy of and you treat yourself with that level of respect and that level of almost like being sacred. Like I am a sacred vessel and therefore, you know, that shit ain't going to fly. <laughs> and it just comes naturally. You just don't even, it just like, it's like rolls off of you. No, uh-uh, right? That's not what happens here. Just for a second. Yeah, so oh, this has been such a beautiful conversation. I am being super inspired by, literally, like <laughs> inspired by desire, inspired by pleasure. Because that, that is just like, when you see self-love, you start feeling like loving others. And when you mm -hmm. see another person loving herself, you start feeling like, oh, I could be doing that to myself. I yeah. could dance breaks I can yeah, just totally. take uh, <laughs> right like some time to play today it's just mm -hmm. it inspires others which takes us to the first uh, thing that we were speaking about celebration yes I know that so many women might be afraid to celebrate because they don't want their happiness to be um like shadowed by uh by overshadowed by people that see it like a threat but the truth is that it actually is going to inspire others. Yes, absolutely. And I think that you look for those people who respond in that way. You know, you, you start to notice, you know, who's, who's actually a good audience for celebrating, you know, as opposed to there are people who will respond with like, Ugh, that's no big deal. Like, really, you're going to celebrate that? Those are not your people. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? <laughs> no, you are not a celebration partner. Good to know. Move on. Try someone else, right? <laughs> and, to know, and to know that that's about them. That's not about you, right? So there's some resilience there, and there's some, like, perspective to be like, okay, this is a person who doesn't celebrate themselves, and so they can't show up to celebrate me either. And I think that's a, you know, an important piece of the puzzle um, to not take it personally and not let it slow you down. Yeah, like it's their journey. It's not yours. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, everybody's on their own journey at their own perfect pace. Um, so yeah, this has been so much fun. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us in this Thank conversation you. and for such a beautiful and inspiring chat. It's been You're so welcome. beautiful. Thank so, you. It's so been fun. Just to finish, guys, after this conversation, play some music and dance. Yes. Do some dance breaks. <laughs> and if you want to keep talking, you can find me. I'm there. I'm on Instagram, website, Facebook, those good things. Um, inspiredbydesire.love. It's the website and the Instagram name. So come on over and have you some more conversations. Find, you can find the links down below. And make sure that you that you follow Maria. She's so amazing. As you can see, she's so inspiring. Just um, keep on the conversation with her. Keep on celebrating. Keep on bringing this joy. Yeah, and if you need a celebration partner, hit me up. I'm happy to celebrate for you. <laughs> I love keeping it like concrete and specific and like we just do it for real, you know. It's it's a thing that I think we've talked a lot about theory, you know, and we need those concrete steps. Like how do you really fall in love with yourself? How do you actually have a deep, you know, inner relationship? What is it? How do you get there? And so that's my mission is to like break it down, make it, you know, actual instructions. <laughs> Actually, let's do something. Let's send her a message just after you listen this to this chat. Send her a message telling her one brag, one celebration. I would love it. Because <laughs> I'm going to whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite dance songs. I need more songs on my playlist. So. Yeah, so you know what to do. Send her a song, at least one song, and one celebration. That's yeah. a, a beautiful conversation sure. starter. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Thank you, Sasha. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us. See you soon. <laughs>